Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The basis for our message today is the gospel, the account given to us by St. Mark of our Lord's resurrection. Well, a father wanted his children to learn the Ten Commandments, so at the devotions, he began teaching them, Thou shalt not have any other gods. He goes through all of them. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Thou shalt not covet. And he goes on through them all, and at the end, the three-year-old looks up to his dad and says, But I'm not thou. <laughs> we have a tough time at times applying the commandments to our life. And today I want to focus on the first commandment, that, that we are to have no other gods before us. And we do so today on the most important of days in the liturgical season, because this is the most important commandment. Right? If we could keep this commandment, we could keep everything else. It's the fact that we don't have, the fact that we do have other gods, that we steal, that we kill, that we covet, that we bear false witness, that, that all the commandments hinge on this one and so this morning we're going to think, look, about, look at Mark's uh, description of the resurrection and be reminded how we fail to keep this commandment, but how our Lord, having kept this commandment, earns our forgiveness. So when we think about this commandment, we go back to our confirmation days, and Luther's explanation is we should fear and love God so that in God we, trust, we should fear, love, and trust in God above all things. And as we see the women going to the tomb, do we not see women trying to keep this? That, 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 to make sure that there's no other God, that, that they're showing their love for the Lord? These are followers of the Lord, believers in Christ. They trusted in Him. He was their Savior. And, and their journey to the tomb is an expression of their love, is it not? They, they loved the Lord. They followed Him. And, and when Jesus died, Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus put his body in the tomb, but they had to do it quickly, right? Because the Sabbath was setting. They had to have it be done by the time it turned dark. And so now the ladies are going the day after the Sabbath to make sure that everything is taken care of properly, to, in a lovingly, loving way to take care of the body. This is really, in their minds, the last expression of their love and devotion for the Lord. And while they loved the Lord, they struggled with actually trusting His Word. Because if you think about it, Jesus had told them and all those who followed him that he would rise from the dead. We have three separate occasions in which Jesus clearly states that he's going to be arrested, handed over, put to death, but rise on the third day. But how could the women even con consider that this morning, right? The, the, this seems so contradictory to what they had seen and what they know. They saw him die. They saw him placed in the tomb. How could their mind comprehend the promise they're struggling to trust that what Jesus said is true. And so they're working with the assumption of what their earthly experience was, rather with the promise of our Lord. And as we think about the women wanting to keep the commandment, are we not ones who also want to keep the commandment? Don't we want to love the Lord above all things, to, to love Him and trust Him? And as we sit here today, that's why we're here. It's out of our love for the Lord. We want to express that love. And we do it. And today it's easy, right? With the church full, with, with music, and special music, and the flowers and everything else. It's beautiful. It's, it's easy to express our love and faith for God. But what about later this afternoon? Or Tuesday morning? Or maybe a week from Tuesday afternoon? In our daily life, how easy it is it 
to truly express our love, our trust for the Lord. We were called to fear God. And when the scriptures tell us to fear God, we are to fear God in the sense that, that we hate sin, that we're uncomfortable with it, we don't like it. And yet how often in our life do we get very comfortable with our sin? We excuse it. We diminish it. We really don't think it's that bad. We compare it with others. We are indeed called to love the Lord. And if I ask you to love the Lord, even on a Tuesday, you'd say yes, right? But keep in mind, the love that our Lord speaks about is a love above all things that's expressed in our actions. The way that you live your life, the actions that you take, the things that you say, do they demonstrate that the Lord is the most important thing in your life? Is all that you do guided by your love for the Lord, all the decisions that you make, the plans that you make, is it because of, of your faith and love for the Lord? Who amongst us truly loves the Lord the way that we are supposed to? And we're supposed to trust the Lord. Again, easy this morning. But what about when things don't quite go the way that you plan? God promises good out of every situation. But are you able to see the good every time? You see the good out of, of the, the bad situations? The, the, the Lord promises that he will never leave you nor forsake you. But there are times in which the circumstances make us question that. It doesn't seem like God is there. We may even feel distant from him. We don't feel his presence. It's so easy to, to focus on the circumstance and turn away from the promise. But today is about the promise. Today is about the promise of our Lord and a promise fulfilled. The Lord came to do what we could not do, to keep the law for us, even the first commandment. And as you look back upon Holy Week and in the leading to the cross, we see that our Lord kept the will of his Father. We see that struggle in the garden, right? Um, take this cup from me, but not my will, thy will be done. The Lord did the will of the Father. He was willing to accept the Father's wrath on the cross, even though he was innocent. Except the full wrath of sin, the, the wrath that was deserved by all humanity, he took upon himself. And he did it so that we would be spared. So that we would be forgiven. And that's what took place. And that's the joy of today that he has risen. In his obedience, we are forgiven. Our joy on Easter Sunday is that our Lord lives and we live. And we will live eternally. And we can look upon this commandment of our Lord to, to have no other gods in a different way. Easter reminds us the uniqueness of God. That we have a God who's conquered sin, who's conquered death, who's conquered the grave. Who, who is living, who's alive. That death has been defeated. The devil has been defeated. He's won life and salvation for us. And there's meaning for our life. We see the meaning pointed out in the message to the angels, of the angel to the women. Listen to what the angel said. He said, Do not be alarmed, for you seek Jesus of Nazareth, who is crucified. He is risen. He is not here. Don't be alarmed. Don't be afraid. There's so much in this world that wants us to make us afraid. But there's nothing for us to fear. If we have the Lord who has conquered sin and death, what can touch us? What is a threat to us? Nothing. The Lord has conquered it all. We don't have to be afraid. He's conquered everything for us. And the really beautiful part of the message comes in the second half, the part that we sometimes skip over. He said, but go tell his disciples and Peter that he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. What's the message of the angel there? The Lord has risen to be with you. That's the message of Easter. 
The Lord has risen to be with you. He's kept his promises. He's fulfilled the law. He's done everything that the Father had placed before him. Everything that had been prophesied, everything that had been predicted has taken place and Jesus lives and he lives. Why? So that he can be with you. Every day. The good days, the bad days, the rough days, the smooth days, the fun days, the unfun days. Whatever the day takes, whatever turn it takes, he is there. He has risen to be with you. And don't we see the love that he has for us? That not only has he risen to be with you, but he has risen so that you would be with him forever and eternity. We celebrate life today, then the Lord with us in our life. Again, Easter is the day to see that we have a Lord like no other, a Lord that lives, a Lord who is active in our life. He lives so that we may live with him. He lives to lead you, to guide you, to love you, to be there now and forever. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all human understanding guide our hearts and minds to true faith to life everlasting. Amen. We now continue as we...